mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. ¿Qué onda, familia? If you're looking for a fun, feel-good listening experience, check out our podcast, Hanging with Los Otelos. My name is Shaboy Edgar, and this is my beautiful wife, Janet. Hi, guys. We're a bilingual Mexican-American married couple with two beautiful young daughters. We're ready to fully expose our life, discuss relationship drama, yours and ours, and fill you with faith, encouragement, and laughter. Se va a poner bueno, so come hang out with us. Listen to Hanging with Los Otelos on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more info, visit losotelos.com. Mama, Dada, I love it. Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. Hey everyone, welcome to Couples Therapy. I'm Naomi. I'm Andy. And we are a real life couple, a real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show of the same name, where we have comics who are best friends, couples, siblings, lovers, do sets together about their relationship. 17 episodes in, Naomi, and we're already having a little fun with the tagline before the show. Someday (laughs) we'll sing it. Ooh, I want to I want to know if we whatever the life of the show is, if we can say that differently every time. So hundreds of episodes <laughs> are going to say open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy in a different way every time. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> it's a challenge. No one's going to want about three more episodes past this mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. when we're like. Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. That was fun and almost Simpsons-esque, but you gotta save it. You gotta save it for when you're doing the intros. <laughs> that, of course, is my character, Glurk, who is <laughs> a small uh, a small troll. Yeah. Hi, everyone. It's me, Glurk. Hey, everyone. If you haven't turned <laughs> this off already, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your patience. Uh, this is the first time Naomi and I have seen each other since she left for work this morning. Well, you were awake and we shared a tender kiss, so I think that was good. You know, so I'm seeing you now, but there's warmth in my heart. TKO. Tender kiss. Okay. (laughs) Tender kiss. Okay. Oh, I really threw that football hoping that there would be someone downfield to catch it, and there wasn't anyone, although you did. It bounced off of someone's helmet, and you did. it did land in your hands. So. Don't you love my man's metaphors? He has a way of taking a metaphor all the way to the apex, letting it fall, tumble down the hill. See, I can't even keep going with that one. So, you guys, we <laughs> have— Imagine a hill in your head. Hey, so we just got back from— that's going to sound like a weird edit. It wasn't. I just, we just stopped talking. We just <laughs> went into the other thing that we we're going to talk about. We just got back from Benson Ball, which is a festival. This is our first festival together. Yes. Couples Therapy's first festival. I like to call it our first away game. Uh, <laughs> and I, like, hey, I'm, sports metaphor. Good work. Thank you so much. See? <laughs> uh, it's a festival in uh, Washington, D.C., the seat of hell world that is curated by a beloved comedian, Tignataro. Yes. Who we are both fans of. 
It was so exciting that we got invited. Um, and the, the publication, Brightest Young Things, I think they run it. Yes, they're, Brightest Young Things talks about like all the events and things to do in D.C. They you know cover shows and everything and keep everyone young and hip and up to date. So it was super fun. I've done quite a few festivals. Quite a few. That's probably a lie. I've done some festivals myself as a stand-up, and you've come with me. Like, we you know, we go to hang out and have fun in a new place. But this is the first time we were both working. Yeah. We both got swag bags. And it made a difference, because when I tagged along with you to Sketchfest, I was like a, uh, a ball. I was the ball and chain. <laughs> it was like a 1950s marriage. It was like the Lockhorns, <laughs> and I was the female Lockhorn. <laughs> But this time... What's her name, Edna? She seems like an Edna. I'm no not. offense to Ednas. Are there millennial Ednas now? I think there are Ednas everywhere. Uh, you don't know when. You don't know where. <laughs> but you'll find an Edna. Um, we had a good time. We got to hang out. We got a swag bag, which for me, it was just the dream. You know, I just really love stuff. So <laughs> Free stuff, especially. Oh, We come from working class and middle class backgrounds, and... Free stuff just – it's all like a present to me. It's all like – it is Hanukkah. It is like uh, Purim. And I just found the Afi Komen. And my parents handed me a third-generation Transformer Headmaster what as the third? prize. That doesn't sound like a good prize because it's third generation. Third generation – no. First generation was Optimus Prime. Oh, the original is first gen. I thought like – Second gen. Okay. See? Second gen is know. from the Transformers of the movie. You guys, what we're saying is that we had a good time. That travel was magical and good. We'll talk more about it in the uh, in the middle part, but um, yeah, it was it was. What would you say, Naomi? Would you call it magical? Like what adjective? The trip. I'd call it surprisingly tender. I'd call it funky fresh. I'd call it a new layer for our love to snuggle under. <laughs> okay, you are good at a metaphor. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I keep them short. You like to walk them all around. Yeah. Well, you got to like, if you have a metaphor, it's like a room and a house. You got to decorate it. You got to. Okay, guys, we're so sorry. Go to CV2. For all these, <laughs> yeah, we're so sorry for all these metaphors. Go to CV2. You got to buy some furniture. Decorate your metaphor. You're sick. You're sick and suffering. <laughs> and I want nothing to do with it. You guys, we love going to festivals. The best part about, especially taking couples therapy on the road, is that we get to meet new comics. We get to see the locals and hear their stories and see who's down. And so that was the best part. Our Benson Ball show was all local DC comics, and we got to get in their hearts. Yeah, we, this was so uh, – we did couples therapy at the the top of this hotel. They had this place called – the, the Eaton Hotel, right? Yes. It's a social justice hotel. The theme is social justice. The theme That's is social the vibe. justice. Which is pure – Pure modern day capitalism. I have also taken no action as a result of my stay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. It's like, well, the theme is you're still paying, you know, uh, for you, no actual social justice is happening, but you are, you know, buying a nice hotel room. It's basically like Ace Hotel, except like there was a Howard Zinn book sitting around somewhere. <laughs> I think I saw Franz Fanon. Uh, so, yes. So at the top of it, though, was this like big open bar area place with a, a stage, a beautiful mosaic behind us. Yeah. Uh, which hopefully you can see in the photos. Uh, <laughs> and uh, on the, the final day of the festival on the Sunday, uh, uh, towards the evening, we did the show. And it was really fun. I was I was nervous because this is the first time we've done it outside of New York or L.A. Exactly. And this is the first time we were meeting some of these comics. Yeah. Uh, and they were wonderful. Everyone that was on the show was great. And uh, we're going to bring you some of the sets today on today's episode. Yes, our first one. This first set is from friends Maddie Brannon and Kate Flaherty. They are the hosts of the monthly DC show Mimosa Highs, which is at the Wonderland Ballroom. They are so funny. So happy to meet them. You guys, give it up. Get ready. Loosen them butts for Maddie and Kate. Roll it. Hey. Hi. Uh, so I'm going to start off with something Kate will not like, which I'm going to tell you that it is her birthday today. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get I that out now. Yeah, because Kate told me if I was mean to her, she would bring that up. So I want you on my side. Not that on her side. That was my card. <laughs> uh, well, we want to talk about how we met, which I also hate <laughs> admitting to. Uh, we actually met in a stand-up class. 
she will not like people yeah, be like, how'd you meet? She'll be like, there was a car accident. I don't know. Like literally <laughs> I anything. I would prefer but the truth. that. Uh, I was taking a stand up class because I was having a quarter life crisis at the time. I was trying really hard to break up with a boyfriend. And I also just quit my PhD program. So I was in DC. Oh, thank you. That gets claps. That's good. Uh, that's not how my parents feel, but I like that. I like that energy. Super not proud I'm here either. But uh, anyway, um, it was a really dark time for me. Dark. I had taken an improv class too and was like, nope, fuck this. Yep. All right, stand ups in the room. I can tell. You guys are like, we don't like the class and we don't like you mentioning improv. Uh, the first day, though, I bust into class, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be a gem in this class. There's going to be no other millennial women here. And I look around, there's like four. <laughs> yeah. We came. <laughs> we were there. And I watched Kate do her first set, and it was five minutes on going to a train concert. I know you can't tell by looking at me. You can. I go to a lot of train concerts. <laughs> and I was like, everyone. I hate this girl. <laughs> So much. <laughs> I'd like to note that my strongest relationships were built by people who initially were like, you know, when I met you, I just fucking hated you. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, yeah, we got chemistry. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I was like, I don't like this girl. One time she wore a her horse shirt into class. She was it like, had the horse fronts on the front and the butts on the back. Yeah, and she told the whole class about that. And I was like, nope, still fuck this girl. I don't like her. Not even one bit. I'd like to touch on the fact that she mentioned this to me like two days ago. And I was like, but at that point, you'd come to my house multiple times. <laughs> we had hung out. So you hated me at the horse shirt. She's like, no, I think that was earlier. I was like, it was the last class. Yeah, uh, I have a problem <laughs> with hating people. Um, yeah. We uh, actually, we bonded, the first time we bonded, we were walking from a class and we were talking shit about somebody else in the class. As people do when bonding. And he was behind us. <laughs> and we both have anxiety issues, so we were texting after that and I was like, do you think he heard that? Like, she was in a cold sweat, I had hives, and we're like, we have so much in common. Also, <laughs> Dave hates us. I'm glad you said his name, because <laughs> he probably will listen to this. That's fine. Uh, he's kind of racist, but um, that's why we hated him. Thoughts we... and prayers to Dave, everybody. <laughs> uh, I think, though, I came around pretty fast. I think the first time I really liked Kate, we went to a concert because I couldn't find anybody else to go with me. I'm a good last resort friend, because <laughs> it's me or the cat, so, like... If you got something to do, I'm there. Again, it's her birthday. And Hi. we went to this concert. Uh, it was Sylvan Esso, which is kind of like hipster. And Kate complained the whole time. They hated it. It was not my favorite. She was, was like, not, look at all these no trainers. is what I'm saying. There was no Hazel sister. They didn't even want to meet Virginia. It's just a lot of synthetic nonsense. God, I hate everybody laughing at that. She's waited all this whole time to make train jokes. This um, is my best day. It's my birthday. So. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, we were at the concert, though, and she was kind of drunk, and she looked at me, and, I, and she was like, I want you to want, know one thing about me. Uh, usually I cheat on boyfriends, but I really like the one I'm with, so if you see me with anybody later, you stop it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's a clear sign I'm drunk. <laughs> like, I do not consent. Get me out of there. <laughs> Which is my favorite. He, she's now married to him. But. Yeah, no, it worked. <laughs> he, 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 he made it. He made the cut. And I still haven't cheated. Thanks, honey. <laughs> oh, if he's listening you. to this later, he'll be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Joe. Uh, <laughs> we'll say his name, too. Um, yeah, uh, he, she also on our bachelorette weekend, because I was one of her bridesmaids recently, she's going to bring up she was married, like, a lot. Uh, yeah, oh, no, it's, like, all I... I just pepper that in a conversation no one asked for. I'm like, hey, do you guys want any, like, fries with the... I'm married, by the way. <laughs> cool. We were at her bachelorette weekend, and she started the weekend off by teaching each one of us how to catfish a husband like she did. <laughs> See, guys, the trick is, is the way I met my husband was on Tinder, um, blackout drunk as God intended. And um, I remember I was looking at pictures to pick, and I liked this one because I had ran a race, so I had that, like, athletic glow, um, but my hips were too prominent, <laughs> wasn't into it, so I photoshopped my hips out. <laughs> 
but that made me look very petite. So when he met me, he was like, I thought uh, you would be like 5'2". And I'm like, nope, I photoshopped a lot of things. All of that was a lie, but here I am. Kate loves Photoshop. Me too. <laughs> like a lot. Uh, she was like, hey, do you want me to Photoshop your chin into this photo? I was like, no. And she was like, how are you going to put it on the internet then? I was like, you sure? <laughs> sure. Uh, Let's see. Can we talk about... Okay, my favorite... She's going to be mad because we didn't talk about talking about this. <laughs> so the other day... <laughs> She called me a bitch on the phone, but in like that fun way that like people apparently call their friends a bitch. <laughs> and I was like, I need you to understand I've never been comfortable with that. It's weird and I don't like it and it feels mean. So now she aggressively does it. <laughs> She's like, hey bitch, you wanna get a smoothie bitch? I'm like, oh God. Okay. She loves it. <laughs> Secretly. I mean, I'm still here, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was one of her bridesmaids. Uh, Kate and I had only known each other for about two weeks before she asked me to be a bridesmaid. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like, she didn't want to be friends with me, but I, like, really wanted her bad. <laughs> like, I was like, hey, like, what, what will it take to get you to accept my friend request? And I'm, like, really big on bribing people into liking me. <laughs> and for some reason, I thought offering someone a slot as a bridesmaid was, like, a real get. I was like, hey, do you want to spend, like... Are you serious? Yeah, no, like, 100%. I thought, that was gonna, never told I thought that was going to win you over. I was like, if I tell her I like her so much, I'd commit to putting her in pictures that will be shown at my funeral. Like, that's going to win her over. Um, that is so funny, because you said you bribed me, and I was like, what could she possibly be talking about? Yeah, 100%, that's we what bribe. We were at bribe. Gay Pride, and she was like, I want to tell you something. Um, you're going to be my bridesmaid. And I'm like, I've known you for five days, but yeah. okay. That's, that's fine with me. <laughs> longer than my cats. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we actually, we were at her wedding, and she had asked me a couple days before her wedding, she was like, I want you to be the first person to say anything during my ceremony. I have this beautiful excerpt that I want you to read. And I was so touched, and I was like, this is clearly because I do this, and like, you know, I'm just really great at reading in front of people. Look at her, she's killing it. <laughs> and then we were in the bridal suite the morning of, and everybody was like, one of the bridesmaids was like, oh, you're reading that thing? Yeah, she asked me, and I was like, fuck no. <laughs> I'm not reading that. That's so cheesy. It was a Pooh Bear excerpt. The whole fucking room of bridesmaids chimed in me like, we also didn't choose to read it. And I was like, guys, <laughs> special day, shut your mouths. <laughs> yeah, literally, I was the last person to be asked. And then I started, and Kate's whole thing was that she was nervous during her wedding vows that I would laugh at her. I yeah. don't know why. Accurate. I mean, like... Yeah, yeah kind of. I do laugh at her. There's a background moments. to support that. So then I, like, step forward during her ceremony, and I bring out a little piece of paper, and I'm like, oh, I'm already crushing because I know how to hold a microphone. And I'm like, uh, the first line is, poo. <laughs> And everybody starts laughing, including Kate, and she can't stop laughing. Can't. And I was like, this was a fucking setup. I fucking knew it. This whole thing was to embarrass me in front of other people. And in my defense is why I didn't ask her, because all the other bitches were just going to cry, and I'd be like, aww. <laughs> but she was going to do it, like, straight face, like a professional, and, like, I wasn't going to keep it together, because, like, look at her. Like, she's just <laughs> reading a Pooh Bear expert. I knew she hated it. <laughs> Yeah, actually, uh, poo was one of the things. We're very different. Uh, Kate really likes to talk about poop and farting, and she Hi. does it in front of me a lot. Constantly. The minute she told me she didn't like it, I was like, excellent. Like, <laughs> let's get this going. All right. Like, <laughs> She actually, one of the first times we ever hung out, we were at this like very classy bar, and I'm like on Instagram, and she's like, I got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm scrolling, and I see this photo of her in the bathroom. <laughs> Pointing at the mirror, going, Uncle Sam wants you to poo. And I was like, it says, what? Uncle the Sam fuck? wants you to stay regular. Okay. I'd like to defend right. myself. I'm sorry. I really need to know her Instagram better. But I saw that and I was like, that is disgusting. <laughs> I should have stayed with my original choice to not be friends. We were. <laughs> too late you had already committed just so you know also i was out here drinking right before this and she went to the bathroom and instagrammed me another picture of her pooping <laughs> so don't worry guys i took care of business before i got here um <laughs> now you know
But no, you See, were that nerf- makes you uncomfortable too. It's not just me. <laughs> Other people also don't like it. That's normal. It's because they don't want to offend you because you already start off being like, I want you guys on my side. And so you're already <laughs> dividing the room. They're like, oh, we want to laugh at her because she's clearly right. It's it, her birthday. Yeah, just it's as my a heads birthday. <laughs> it took them a while to laugh, but they did laugh. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that is it for us because I am done talking about poop. All right. You guys have been awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys. It's Bobby Bones. I host The Bobby Bones Show, and I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh, or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back, BBs. How are you doing? Are you well? Are you happy? I missed you while you were gone. Oh, thank you. Oh, you were talking to the audience. Yes, I was. I, I was talking to I my see, dear I listener. See, um, you guys, we wanted to get into a little bit more about Benson Ball because, again, this is the first time Andy and I took the show on the road together. We've done the – I've done the festival thing and Andy's come to hang out, but us both, like, having to work and show up. Yeah, I've done fe- – look, I used to be in an indie rock band. I, w- I played CMJ. I played McRock down at the uh, James Madison – University. Where's that? Two years in a row. Wait, McRock? Was that brought to you by McDonald's? No. I don't know why it was called Mac okay. Rock. Mac okay. Rock. I believe it's Mac Rock. Not oh, okay. McRock. Okay. Not what a chicken nugget turns into. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 minutes outside of the fryer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good with whimsy, y'all. I be trying to be whimsical up in here, and it's not really my jam. It is funny. That is our. That is maybe the difficulty in our dynamic sometimes, because I am all whimsy all the time. Right. What a three-point Andy. All whimsy. All the time. See, and that you was good. Are, you are no nonsense. <laughs> you are telling it like it is, Naomi. Yeah. You are a truth teller. You are a sage. I like to think of myself as a comedic Alfred Woodard. You know? <laughs> That's the vibe I'm trying to portray to the world. And so I'm really glad that you could get yeah. that out there for me. And I'm a I'm a jack in the box. <laughs> I'm a jack off in the box. <laughs> so yeah, so I've been to music festivals before. It's so it's so weird to me that I am living out my indie rock dreams with a podcast. We have merch. <laughs> We're going to festivals. We're getting swag. It's all happening. But no guitars, no <laughs> keyboards, no impenetrable lyrics. That's perfect. It's literally the best. You get all the good stuff and you don't have to carry a heavy amplifier. Yeah. So I'm happy for you. Yeah. But I will say the thing about any short show is it's kind of a whirlwind. You know, we were there for 52 hours. <laughs> Was it a full two days? I mean, a full two days and some change? Maybe. 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 But, uh... Maybe. <laughs> but um, the thing is, though, I'm not a... I like to travel. I like going new places and seeing new cities and right. being with specifically with you. If I'm on my own. Fuck it. I don't want to go anywhere else. <laughs> the, I think I don't think I left the house really the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like there's nothing I love more than like being alone on the streets. Yeah. That's actually a lie. I'm always afraid of getting murdered. Yeah. Go what ahead. are you talking I know, about? I lie. I like literally like, <laughs> I like what am I right now? I yesed you and then I'm just like my lie detector and my brain went off and like <laughs> she's just trying to put on a good face for the audience but I, I have too much anxiety i don't know what parents do because i have too much anxiety about our cats even though we have we always leave them with people who we love and trust correct it's still like i'm like what if this happens what if that happens and i don't even want to put actual verbs to this or that or nouns of to course this or you that. never want to speak it into existence yes i want to unsecret it right i want to what's the opposite of a secret the secret is if there's something that you want. So the secret is you like whisper it onto your vision board and then the universe, <laughs> the universe speaks it into existence. Board. Yeah. You're whispering into, into the universe's ear and then it's like, yeah, let's do this. But what's the opposite of a, a, a it's you going to the universe and saying, shut your filthy mouth. The scream. You shut is it the, down. <laughs> you just, the shut it down, the shutdown. Hey the universe, secret. you fucking B word. So I have so much anxiety about the cats that it's really difficult for me to travel. I don't sleep well. I'll tell you what, Naomi. This is the only thing that gets me 
out of the house, onto that plane, into a new city. It's an acronym, C-A-S-S. What? Cool ass shampoo smells. Andrew. Now. (laughs) (laughs) No. I will not accept this acronym. Let me let you in on this. Okay? The reason you you go to a new city and you stay in a hotel, the only reason. Okay. Is to get cool ass shampoo smells. We stayed in the Social Justice Hotel. What was it called? I forget. Eaton. And their shampoo in their perfectly appointed bathroom. Yes. Damask rose. Pepper. Sage. It was basically a Blue Apron recipe for your scalp. (laughs) And you loved it. Loved and it. You loved it. It smelled. It smelled so good to you. Yeah. Fuck out of here, fructis. What? You can't be throwing <laughs> no shade to Garnier. I love a fruity Garnier smell. I love all that. Like I love. I love when I sniff your ear and it smells sweet. <laughs> and I've just revealed that sometimes I sniff your ear, not just out of nowhere, but it's nah. it's tender. But nah, girl, Garnier shade all day. <laughs> oh my god, you are a mess. But that's the only reason is to is to get. Cool, fun, new shampoos. Uh, Everything else about traveling is just the pits. So, needless to say, we didn't party very hard. Andy's best life is a peppery shampoo. And so, I would say... I believe the Damask Rose was doing the heavy lifting. Okay, the Rose is really the dominant note. Um, the hardest we partied, right? We, I would say... Saturday night, I did have two desserts, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? And um, uh, we watched Friends until 3 a.m. on Netflix in the hotel. I'm telling you, that show does not hold up, and no. yet I can't get enough. <laughs> no. Can't get enough. It's basically, they should have just called it Gay Panic, the sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane how obsessed Chandler is. All of them, all the men are constantly, but it's really like Chandler's main character trait. It's like, could I be any more afraid of being gay? Yeah. That's like his, that's him in a nutshell. They are all terrified of not being culturally masculine. They are like, you can see it in their, I mean, you got to admit, they're all very good actors. First of all, they're like, I mean, jokes aside, they are all very good actors. They know how to sell the shit out of it. Shit out of those jokes. They are so good. Uh, but also you can see like they're so good because you see the actual fear in their eyes that maybe maybe I am gay. <laughs> the actual fear? Yeah. I mean, other than watching friends because they're like hip and cool and young and fun, um, <laughs> you did actually go do stuff. I had some other like work stuff to do during the day, but you went out and like enjoyed the world. You took part in some things. Yes. No one asked me to cap- be in any videos, so I went <laughs> to the National Portrait Gallery. Gallery. Yeah, that's the word. That's the word. Did I say it correctly? Yeah, the word is gallery. I today I I fucked up the word. I always fuck it up live when I say the word similarly. I can. You know what? And I slurred it there too. Yeah, I see you trying to do it, and I think you have to stay away from gallery. You have to stay away from similarly. Nope. Now I did it too. (laughs) All right. Listen. You went to the gallery. You went to the National Portrait Gallery. The NPG. And uh, here's this is the thing I miss in L.A. that was so apparent in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's so multi-culty. And mm-hmm. here, wherever we go, it's just – no offense to any of our white listeners, <laughs> but it is just it, a sea of white. It is a printer paper. It is the Kingpin's favorite painting. It is <laughs> – and his suit, all well, in one. it's just – I think I – think- Part of it is obviously that LA is a spread out city and segregated city. Cause it's like, it's not that there are no black people. Like, for instance, I know if I wanna get my hair done, I need to go to Inglewood. It's just, there's a lot of work for me to get to Inglewood. Or West Covina. Yeah, I gotta go. Like, I know where they are. It's just like far from me. And <laughs> whereas, because DC is petite, compact, if you will, it is a district. Um, it was like a fun vibe. But when you went to the National Portrait Gallery, like, w- tell me about it. Tell me, like, d- obviously, did you see the portraits? Oh, yeah. You know which portraits I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Barack they were great. and Michelle. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> they were great. I mean, it was really wonderful. Uh, so you go into this one little section where they have all the presidential portraits. I, re- I really did think they should have had Michelle's there. Hers is in a different part of yeah. the of the gallery. Um, he asked me, get rid of, like, George Bush's. It's funny, too, by the way. All the, like, modern Republican presidents, very formal portraits – and then all of the Democrats, Obama and Clinton, they have like weird, funky uh, paintings. Was Clinton giving you some funk? Clinton's looks like if you took a 
if like someone at Mad Magazine dropped acid and made a magic eye portrait. What? Look it up. Look okay. Up cor- yeah. Look up Clinton's. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's also like there's something about it, and I don't know if this is just like if this is just me putting something on it, but it feels real sleazy. <laughs> okay, I think we need to find this and like put this on the couples therapy Insta. Yeah. So there can be a two screen experience. Yeah. For for our listeners. So I'll, I'll put it up on the. <laughs> yeah. What does that look? Anna, our uh, our producer, is showing us the the photo. Doesn't that look sleazy as fuck? He well, he does have a bit of a his grin. Look at that. I mean, he I, is a fucking sleaze ball, but I don't. It's so funny. I don't see the sleaze, but what it gives me is this because it's a little blurry. What I'm getting is the image of a drunk man, a man stumbling through, a man who's got a fight to get one foot in front of the other. And I don't know if that's the most presidential vibe. But that feels like Clinton to me. At least they, that captures Billy Billy C. <laughs> Billy C. Billy Billy C. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I will say, like, I wish I had gotten you into the National Portrait Gallery. At least you saw. Barack and Michelle, but I like didn't get to do what I wanted. Like all I wanted to do, like all I needed to see, I just need to go to the FBI. I just want to see the FBI building. That's where all my favorite procedurals are set. And I just want to see it. And didn't we feel like, weren't you saying, it's like, because we were there, you know, Saturday, Sunday morning, we're up and there were so many crisp haircutted white men jogging. Crisp fit white men jogging. Maybe with a dog. Maybe with a dog, and you were you were like, he works for the agency. Yeah, or like <laughs> it, it, in my mind, every one of them was jogging through the opening credits to a CIA spy thriller. Yes. Oh my god, that's like always how you establish like a Jack Ryan moment. He's jogging in front of the White House. He can protect America. I defy <laughs> you, audience. Name one spy thriller thriller that does not start with the main character doing some kind of physical activity. Oh my god, he rowing, jog- rowing, I'm jogging. Just, he's always doing that. Maybe a little rock climbing, a boxing moment. You know, you hear the thwack 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 as we see. Great onomatopoeia, my love. Thank you so much. And so. I was like, God damn it, I gotta get myself to the headquarters. But I didn't. So we'll have to go back to Mensimble again so I can visit the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, speaking about scary whites, which is to be the FBI, any of the. <laughs> oh my God. Any major law enforcement in this country. Yes, okay, coming back, Andy and I, we flew United Airlines. Already a risk. I thought I could be dragged out at any time for doing nothing, for wearing a legging, <laughs> for being a dentist. Um, I was. Truly rocked to my soul, and it was like a late. Excuse me, have you uh, used Novocaine on anyone lately? Is that United Airlines? Because yeah. I'm gonna fucking club you with an inch of your life. <laughs> Jesus. It was. You'll like... fly United. No one uses Novocaine on our flights. I like this um, old timey 1920s gangster who runs United Airlines. Even though honestly, that is their vibe. Because I will say though, we started out. It started out strong in that people were sticking to their boarding group. Numbers. Nothing. If we ever get to do another Las Culturistas, if I, <laughs> my, I don't think so, honey, is going to be poor line management. Theory. I cannot stand poor line management. It's insane how high the tensions become. 
when we all know what group we're in on our boarding pass and people start to encroach on the line and is this very rapid encroachment knowing you gonna have to wait till your group is called this is not the battle of the bulge it's getting on a fucking flight <laughs> everyone's, no encroaching everyone's got a seat yes 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 they have in monetizing the simple act of bringing luggage you do feel a pressure if you're in coach don't encroach there it is there it is. I'm into it. There's my little Johnny Cochran. <laughs> Tell him the truth. Rhyme it up. We we were thinking, oh, things are going great. They call a gr- they call group three, and some people are going through, and there's a guy standing to the side. And if I want to describe this man, I'm going to tell you. Here, here's how I would describe this man. I would describe him as Infowars Justin Thoreau. That's, That's who nice. he looked like. He has a Justin Thoreau look. He's got the the jaw, the the hair, but there is an intensity to him, mm-hmm. a an aggression, an anger. I would say he's the red herring in any kind of Boston-based murder mystery. Interesting. He's the one you think did it, but really he's just like he's just a weird angry. creep who he's like just angry. Yeah, who like masturbates on the ground outside. <laughs> I don't like that. He's a creep. I'm just saying he's a creep, but he's not necessarily a murderer. See, I didn't get creep. I just got anger. So he's standing yeah, there. Yeah, he's angry. Like, no one's like masturbating outside that's like happy. So just to set the scene, by the way, uh, a woman gets on the one of the flight attendants or what do you call the people at the gate? Gate attendants. A gate agent. Gate agent. Thank you. She gets on the loudspeaker right as uh, as they're starting to board people. And she's like, if you're not in one of the first two groups Sit down. <laughs> she's basically like saying it like that. She's like a real mama bear. Yeah, she's setting it up. Yeah. She's throwing honey on everyone that's not in groups one or two. And the way that United has it set up is that they have the, uh, these two lines, group one, group two. And then I guess after that, they call each one to a certain space to go. Group three, group four, group five, all the sad bastards in group 12, whatever it is. So all the rich people in group one go through and all the like semi-rich people who can afford the extra 80 bucks for... Premier access. Yeah, <laughs> go go that. And then they call group three. And this uh, this uh, uh, Justin Thoreau... Infowars Justin Thoreau. <laughs> Infowars Justin Thoreau is standing right where group three is supposed to go through. And this older gentleman, I would call him a mushnik. Uh, a Max Mushnik vibe? Yes. He's giving you that vibe? Yeah, okay. yeah. You know, sweet. From... Yes, yeah, Little Shop. Little Shop. Little Shop. <laughs> little... A sweet man. A sweet man. A sweet working man. So we got a mushnik and we got Infowars Justin Thoreau there, right? And uh, Infowars Justin Thoreau is pretty much blocking, you know, right. getting in. And so mushnik goes, Hey, are you are you in group three? You know, he's not saying it aggressively or anything like that. Yes, he's inquiring as to why a person. Uh, would be standing in front of the entrance to the line. All right, let me. I'll be Mushnik. You be okay. Infowars Justin Thoreau. Okay. Yep. Oh, hey, are you are you uh, in group three? Nope. You can go ahead. Knock yourself out. Oh, well, because you're blocking the the entryway. Well, I'm in group four, and I'm just waiting to go when my time is called. Right, but like, why don't you just wait over there? Why don't you just relax, okay? <laughs> Fuckhead. That was what was actually said. <laughs> the time is 10.02 p.m. We got a six-hour flight to go. We went from zero to fuckhead in three <laughs> sentences. It got real. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. What We want to just wrap it up by saying Andrew and I go to take our seats. 12 A and B. Lovers who have planned to be next to each other. Who do I find in 12 B? Infowars Justin Thoreau. My pulse quickens. I'm not ready. I don't want to be a viral video. I don't want a race war to go down before we've even taken off. So I I as as the white man, I I use my privilege and my whiteness and my soft voice. Yes, you did t- you did soften. I mean, you're not aggressive naturally, but you definitely made sure I, to be sweet. I shrunk my body even more than I, I was. <laughs> so I'm not a threat. I go, oh, I'm I'm sorry. Um I think that might be our seat. 
Right. Knowing good well it was, we have oh, to now be deferential because this man has proven himself to be a wild card. One of the greatest threats in our country <laughs> are angry white men. We're, we didn't want to set this dude off. Honey, we're leaving D.C. You could be on anybody's side. <laughs> and you just yell fuckhead for no reason at 10 p.m. on a Sunday? I said I will not be the one. And luckily... He responded to Andy's kindness and suddenly was the coolest. He goes, oh, psh, must have made a mistake. Well, now the man's a true wild card. I don't even know what's coming. I don't know if this is a con, if he's lulling me into false comfort. I mean, it took it to 90 minutes in for me to shake it off. I said, make sure he takes no, no quick movements. Hey, that's progress for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I guess, guys, I've made progress. So, uh... Anyway, guys, we'll be back after the break with another set from our show at Benson Ball. But until then, enjoy this commercial. Hi, I'm Tom Colicchio. I'm a chef, a restaurateur, food advocate, and the host of the new podcast called Citizen Chef on iHeartRadio. People might turn on the news and see the stories about the pandemic, immigration policy, or healthcare. I see stories about food. On this podcast, we'll tour the current political climate looking for inroads to food wherever we could find them. From the supply chain... And we hear that Tyson might be closing another plant Monday in Tennessee for... To labor... It's an executive order on immigration. We want Americans to have the jobs. We want Americans to have the health care. We want to take care of our citizens first. And disaster relief. Our systems cannot handle true disaster, this pandemic. That is the reality. These are the stories of our food. Episode one of Citizen Chef is available now. Subscribe and listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, guys, welcome back. We got another hot, hot Benson Ball set for you. You know, I want to sing every time we come back and you say welcome back. I want to sing the theme song from Welcome Back, Cotter, <laughs> which existed. I It wasn't even on when I was a child. It was off the air by the time I, <laughs> I was born. Probably conceived. <laughs> but it's just that good. It's just that timeless. You guys, this next set is from two really good friends, Michelle Sometimes and Haywood Turnipseed Jr. Love Ooh, it. I love that name. You make me want to go to a cookout. Haywood Turnipseed Jr. <laughs> you guys, Michelle is the founder of Brainy Girl Productions. She is a writer, actress, and comic who's appeared in Essence Magazine and Marie Claire. Haywood is the host of Attack of the Comics. He's toured internationally, opening for comics like Hannibal Burris, Wyatt Senek, and Dana Gould. So you know they're going to be a fun time. Give it up for Michelle and Haywood. Roll it. Thank you. Hey. I like how y'all did that. Way to go. Way to go. I like that. Turnip C. Junior. Yes. Way to go. Big up, Michelle. How you feeling? All of your names. They got it all right. Look at that. Thank yes, you. I had a father. I had a father. I don't know him, but I had a father. There's a senior somewhere. <laughs> hey, wacka wacka. <laughs> All right, let's stop scaring these white people. How y'all feeling? Hey. <laughs> They're like, oh, there shit, very ethnic, very ethnic. Off the break. Off the break. All right, so we are, we are a couple of comedians who actually happen to be a couple of friends and, and have like a brother-sister relationship We uh, when are. it comes to comedy. Um, she hates me. Uh, and tells me. Not consistently. There's not a consistent hate. <laughs> it's not off the break, huh? Not it <laughs> is not off the break. You? Like, Fuck you, nigga. I'm like, hey, you can say that a little bit better than that. No. No. This is the only person I argue with who actually, she, uh, she's a teacher, and uh, I dropped out of college. So, <laughs> like, whenever you argue with somebody, they use words like acumen. And it's like, what the fuck is acumen, nigga? Like, what does Aquaman have to do with this? You, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I think that we were able to become close. Yes. Because we have a lot in common in we this do. comedy game. We do. We both have children at home, minor at home, <laughs> hunting and gathering. <laughs> While I'm here, they were just, just acting like the survivors they are. Yeah. Minor <laughs> at home, uh, hopefully being electrocuted right about now. Oh, uh, that's. I don't mean like dying, I just mean, you know, like sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried to feed little black children? This is why. God damn. 
This is don't do, <laughs> Michelle has a bit about it. Talk about your kids and how they want to eat all the goddamn time. I'm like, you hungry every day? Shit. Nigga. I was trying to come here. I remember today. kids in Ethiopia who didn't eat every day. The, what the fuck? Every single day. <laughs> mommy, mommy, where's dinner? Didn't y'all eat yesterday? <laughs> Here I am, there, and they're at home surviving, hunting, hunting, and gathering. Yeah, and it's difficult being a little bit older and being, you know, ethnic and uh, also having children and living your dream. Uh, it is, because, you know, we have <laughs> children, and you, I said children's, I did. I know children is the plural, but uh, not, not when you're African American, it's children's. <laughs> children's. Uh, because even though they're in my house, I'm not sure they all have the same father. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm not, I'm not a couple of these niggas. I'm like, look here, what the fuck? <laughs> my kids, they tease me all the time. They tease me about my voice. They're, they're, they're ridiculous, man. They, they say I sound like Mufasa. <laughs> Michelle agrees uh, with him. She's like, <laughs> she facts, like I'm like, that's, no, I don't. My oldest son, her kids actually like, you don't sound like Mufasa. And I'm like, well, who do I sound like? They're like Darth Vader. <laughs> I'm like, Michelle, teach him something. They, that yeah. is also James Earl Jones. That's yes. the same. <laughs> that's right. My kids are nerds. <laughs> the Star Wars is worth it. That is correct. <laughs> I mean, but at least I feel like you have helped me. You gave me my first break in oh. the comedy game, my first hosting gig. You're like, hey. Hey, look at that. Look Michelle, at that. Let, me, let me introduce you to these white people. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, somebody got to do it, you know. Thank like, you see. so much. Then, you know, I'm a different type of comic. I don't, I don't shake my dick in face. I'm like, here's oh, a show. Here's a show. Do you want one? Meet these white people. Yes. And we're like, thank you. Thank you very much. You got to do it. I was nervous coming I was nervous. Everyone you. came. I was nervous, and I was just sitting there waiting. I saw Naomi on the, and I'm like, Ooh, look, there's a boy. And I was like, yes. I was so excited. But I didn't introduce myself right away. And, you know, white people are mad like confident. Max comes walking up. Hi, my name is Max Wolves. And I'm like, god damn it. I am on the show. I should have introduced myself. I didn't know we were doing that. Jesus. So that, is, that is exactly what it's like being a black artist. Sometimes I walk in and they're like, here, here's my stuff. And I'm like, hey, hey, I'm hey, on the show. I'm on the show. And then don't let me be standing by the front door. And they're like, here, here's my ID. And I'm like, let me see your credit card, too. Let me see your credit card, too. Let's, <laughs> take, this, let's sure. take this racism all the way. Just to be sure. <laughs> that hurt, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I, remember, yeah, like, I, remember, uh, I remember, I remember when it wasn't so close, though. <laughs> So yeah, she, uh, we, uh, I guess she said I gave her her first show. I was done uh, at a place where I used to host a show. A gentleman gave me the opportunity to host a show, so it was time to pass it on. Yes. And I passed it on to Michelle, because it was mm -hmm. time to see, you know, it's a single uh, black mother of children. My mother was a single woman, uh, and I'm, that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I, I really think that women should be paid equal, because if they were, I would be able to afford Jordans growing up. Uh, <laughs> it's true, man. My mother had to make a whole dollar. I wouldn't have had to sell drugs. What the fuck? This one. I mean, I didn't sell drugs, but you see how these white people laugh? That's racist. That's racist. <laughs> it is. They just bought in. They just bought in. <laughs> no, look, don't, we're not going to single black mother me to death. No, I got to divorce like a proper wife. Hey, that's right. That's right. Sheesh. She's sad now. Trust me, I know. <laughs> he is. We're in the same time. Like, he's like, you still know Michelle? I'm like, you should too, nigga. What the fuck? <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. As soon as you left, she got happy. Hey. I did. I did. Eat the cake. Eat the cake. <laughs> But I feel like we, as brother and sister, yes, and also maybe because your voice is dope deep, I feel like you try to, you try to like sun me a little bit. For the uh, whites, when I say sun me, that means treating me like a child. Hip hop terms. Hip -hop at times, I tried to show her how to behave in front of white people. You did, and you're like, okay, I get up, I have a great set, I come off stage. She did. Like, she had a great set too. It was good. Hey, see, I didn't. <laughs> Embarrassing. Hey, look at she all the people. Like, uh, look and then, at like, me, nigga. Let's get Popeye. <laughs> and then he was like, you know, Michelle, um, I've heard, if you want to keep getting booked, I have heard <laughs> some news. I have heard that uh, you go over time. You, you run the light, as it were. <laughs> In comedy, that means she goes too long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, you going to tell me on the best night of my life? <laughs> Not <laughs> congratulations, Michelle. Not see, I knew you could do it, Michelle, but sometimes you're a little long-winded. That's what the whites are saying. That's what you tell me. Um, imagine. That's what you tell me. Imagine the best of Washington. My life. Imagine Denzel Washington telling Halle Berry, "Look here, about how you won that Oscar." Exactly. <laughs> you might have won that Oscar, but about how you went about it could have been a little bit more believable. There was a woman in the audience who went like this. Oh. Yeah, she had a great set, which is why I thought it was she opportunity. She bent over laughing. 
I thought it was the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? You're doing really good. Let's just stay right here and be like, all right, let's keep this professional. And then she was like, fuck you and your Ackerman. I was like, what the fuck does Ackerman <laughs> have to do with this? But and she was I... like, you're not acute enough to understand. I was like, this has got nothing to do with triangles. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of those moments. And Michelle, uh, we, we host shows together. We work together. Um, it's really cool to have a partner who I can actually bounce things off of and get into argument with. Because that's like, when you're doing this art thing, it's hard to like, you got to be able to stretch. You got to be able to have those, those people that take it and challenge you to different things. And then she challenges, like she challenges my intelligence all the time. She, she challenges my outfit. She was like, you going to wear that today? And I was like, it's a sweater. You I mean, what's do the... a black. I mean, you want to have your colors pop. <laughs> and I don't care about <laughs> colors popping at all. As long as my Jordans look good, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> these are the fucking Cadillacs of shoes. All right. Every time you got them all, I, I, I walk like I got diabetes in Right, look, well... Look. You can't, put I, no, you can't put no creases in them. Can't put, I, gotta I put am, <laughs> look, I am wearing Doc Martens, which are evidently the... Yes, you are. And I was like, look The at Cadillac you. of racists. I don't know, but these are some pretty comfortable shoes. You I'm not giving them confusing up. Young, because West confusing Virginia Confusing times all over on. the world. White dudes are like, what the fuck? How did we look at this? Look, well, look, they're fashionable. I'm bringing it back. But we also have other moments. So we had moments where we argue, and then we had moments of saving grace. Uh, we had a Me Too moment. We where, did. Uh, I was out. me too. Are we using it as a verb yet? No? Too still sensitive? Okay. <laughs> she was hashtag. She was I hashtag. was. Nobody I was. And so no matter what kind of arguments that we get into, yeah. I know that there is, in <laughs> Haywood, a person that would not allow me to be hurt True. and not allow anyone to me too me. Unless uh, I'm getting paid. You know what? <laughs> and then, you know, it's like, hey, it's all for the cause. It is. But it's, it's a tricky <laughs> Thing. It's it a is. tricky thing it because is. I don't want somebody's mistake to like ruin their career or whatever the case is. Listen to that. That's a black woman talking. Um, because <laughs> you let black men treat us. So like Thomas Jefferson wasn't that bad. Um, so <laughs> when there was a gentleman who was taking it a bit too far. Yeah, he went too far. He kept texting and he kept inboxing and I kept saying, "Stop it! I'm not interested." And he didn't care. He, he did didn't care. care. He, he did kept care. going, and I did not, not know. So I, yeah. I didn't know what to do next. I didn't want to give him up. And then did, she called Haywood. Didn't, didn't want uh, to give him up to the white people. Not was, yet. <laughs> well, she didn't want to put it online, like, hey, this dude is acting a fool. And I was like, don't worry about it. He lives up the block. Uh, he, right. <laughs> he, like, does. he lives in look, my neighborhood. Here's one of your, are called, your homies. <laughs> she did. Uh, <laughs> and let me explain my neighborhood real quick. This is why some, like, Michelle and I have this. Like, as a, as a black, uh, let's be honest. I live in, I live in southeast D.C., right? I live in a uh, beautiful... Big up. Is that around home? Yes. It's never around home. You see, it's always like, hey, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. <laughs> you're going to be all right. So I live in a neighborhood that's a beautiful uh, gated community. And by gay, gated community, I do mean I have bars on all my windows. Is that <laughs> that ethnic? Let's just say it's very ethnic, right? I live on Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue. So this is the kind Whoa. of brother. Yeah, yes. right? Yay, listen. Bullshit. You got to get off on Malcolm Exit to get to the neighborhood. This sure is do. <laughs> As a matter of fact, at Malcolm X Avenue and Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue, there's a shrine dedicated to both of them. It's called Popeye's Chicken. It's an amazing... Shut up. It's an amazing institution. I don't know if you've ever been, but it is mm, magnifique. <laughs> <laughs> I said it to say, so this is the neighborhood we live in, and this, this is the gentleman that we had to approach, and I'm using these words yes. because basically I was like, nigga! I, you, stop. There's something you have. Sometimes you have like, to get a black person I mean, to do it. I was like, stop. I mean, if somebody to... did that to Louis C.K. a long time ago, we wouldn't be here right now. Not, you know, <laughs> just, I mean, just stop. stop. Don't, don't do that. Like, I was, what, if, she, if she invited you over, that's one thing. But if, once she said, hey, stop texting me, stop. stop. Because what do you really want? You want? I could be the police. This could be a whole other story. Right. Sometimes you got to tell people. Because he, he wasn't taking me, my nose for answers. Yeah. He kept texting. And then he didn't take me seriously. Because he was like, you want to smoke this weed? And I was like, no, seriously. <laughs> oh, for real? I yeah. never heard what the conversation was like. I was like, was no, like. seriously, like, stop, dude. It was like, yeah, he was like, but she's fly. I was like, that's my family. Like, <laughs> but yes, sad to say, you I know what I mean? It's a, it's a, this is what we do for each other because we out we on the road, we out late, we out different places, different cities. Mm -hmm. And you got to have friends, you got to have family members, and you got to have people like Naomi and Andy, whose couch I hope we can sleep on at some point. Uh, <laughs> I already know, Andy, you in the cookout. I already know, I already know. <laughs> I will not eat your potato salad, though, but I know you there. I, <laughs> So, yeah, this has been fun. Uh, I think you guys will get a sense of our relationship and how we relate to one another in this, uh, in this ship that we call uh, relations. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Look up. Thanks.
Why would he think, <laughs> as a Jew, that I would even make potato salad? <laughs> well, he knew not to trust it. <laughs> I, I respect Haywood's instincts vis-a-vis you and potato salad. Look, we may look white, but Jews are not. If anything, it would be like a matzah crumble. <laughs> What's a matzah crumble? Uh, it's like a uh, like an apple crumble. What's that? Isn't that a thing? Except with yep. matzah instead of whatever is in an apple crumble. That sounds worse. Yeah, it's disgusting. We don't make great food. <laughs> we gave you bagels, and you were like, awesome, what's next? And we're like, this is a earth-shattering food. We have given you culture. Bagels, <laughs> they're everywhere now. Everyone loves bagels. We've given you that. Okay, we're done. What else do we have to give you? You want carp balls? Okay, we have gefilte fish if that's what you want. Matzah? We don't have a lot of good foods to give you. You guys, he's getting incensed. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Also, I hope if you are listening that you have gone to vote. Are you about to go vote? Today is the day to vote. Literally, this is like like deadline for fascism, folks. Please, (laughs) please, if you are listening to this and the polls are still open and you're like, I don't know, please go vote. Please. We don't get political on the show a lot. We try to give you some kind of respite. But we want you to get up in there, okay? Now that I've lectured you, now that mommy and daddy have lectured you, we want to give you some of that good stuff. You know where to find us. Find us on Twitter at Naomi and Andy, on Instagram at Couples Therapy Pod. Individually, I'm at Blacktress, and he is at Andy Beckerman. Now, if you go to CouplesTherapyPod.com, you can get info for all of our upcoming live shows. Giving them dates, Andy. Guys, we got two great ones coming up. Uh, in the sphere of the next couple weeks. <laughs> in the sphere of, oh my lord. I really was grasping for words there. I was right. like, I was like, I'm not going to give them all the live shows that we know of, uh, but I'll give them the next two. We're going to, this is, I'm I'm very honored. We're going to be at Vulture Fest. Yes, Vulture in Fest Los LA. Angeles. Uh, I'm so psyched for this. Uh, if you guys live in Los Angeles, if you're going to be here on uh, the weekend of the 16th, 17th, and 18th, come see us at Vulture Fest. Uh, we are Sunday, 11, 18 at 7 p.m. We are part of the comedy podcast trivia game. Oh, my God. We're up against two other podcast duos. And you know what? I'm already feeling competitive. I must come out on top. So you hosted this last year, I think. You hosted this in New York. Two years ago two years when years it ago. was between the casts of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and the cast of Orange is the New Black. And honestly, things got heated. It was it was intense. fucking insane. Uh, hopefully it will be as fun with us. I'm excited because it's uh, Jordan and Jesse from Jordan, Jordan Jesse Go, Go and, and Esther and Caroline from the Glowing Up podcast. So it's a true range of so duos. All and- pals of ours. Um, also, our next live show here in Los Angeles is going to be December 1st. And uh, I'm very excited because we got a lot of awesome people on this. Hayes and Sean from Hollywood Handbook, Joel Kim Booster, a bunch of other cool people. Uh, as always, if you go to CouplesTherapyPod.com and click on See Us Live, you can get tickets to all these things there. And I think we're going to be in New York maybe in December at some point. Oh, yes. Yeah. Stand by. Stand by. We will be in the NY Sizzle. A uh, couple other things. You can always get merch on the uh, website uh, if you click on store, T-shirts and mugs and stickers and stuff. That's between all those words is apostrophe and apostrophe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and uh, if you subscribe to the show and can leave us a review, it really helps. Uh, I don't know what Apple's algorithm is. But we need them sweet, sweet five-star reviews. Guys, we trust, we trust too much stuff to algorithms. But we are slave to the algorithm. But we're already neck deep in this shit. So <laughs> is, you gotta so, you gotta go all the way in. What's another couple dirt. shovelfuls of dirt? <laughs> all right, guys, we love you deeply, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hi, guys. Katie Lowe's here actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib, a show that helps women navigate the colossal changes that come with motherhood. You'll hear from resilient mamas, knowledgeable experts, and me asking a whole lot of questions. It's real talk that offers real perspective on what it's really like to be a parent. So join me. New episodes publish every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons with your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. The Baller Alert Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, Don't you ever forget. We're not only cover the latest in entertainment but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source that's right we have celebrity guest hosts exclusive interviews and it all goes down on the bother alert show podcast we are your number one source for the culture so like dj Khaled says don't ever play yourself join the conversation today head on over to the ball alert show and join me ferrari simmons join me Sue solo and it's all produced by me oct on the ball alert show podcast available on iHeartRadio app on apple Podcasts, or wherever you you get your podcast. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.